0: I'd like to welcome everyone who's joining us here tonight the men here in the main shul, the women upstairs and downstairs, and all the communities who are participating through the Torah Conferencing Network throughout the United States and Canada. I'd like to give a big a to Mr. and Mrs. Libby Wolf as support for tonight's year. Once again, I'd like to remind Oilem of the importance of sponsoring shiurim, which helps Igan Shirei continue to arrange and organize the shiurim and maintain the Abot's Torah throughout the summer months and throughout the year. In addition, we're making annual dinner in a couple of weeks. There are ad blanks and advertisements in the front table. Take one and put in an ad in honor of the Magachir or Asconim or whoever, whatever schos you're looking for, and put an ad in general. and help with our Abotus Terah de Tonight we have the Kovach to have with us once again, Revis Ravina, the Rav of Wesley Hills. As it turns out, the timely issues that were written in the ad is going to be the investment of life. Where do we go from here? It's my covert to call on Ravina for tonight's Joshua.
1: Uh, Rabbi Bald and staff um, we spoke again this morning as you probably realize a lot of work goes into these things and uh, he has the entire O for organizing an entire summer and uh, it's a lot of work and Baruch Hashem, uh, we get to see the Paris a special tiny for me to always come back and see everybody it's almost too much tiny for the nine days but I'm not on that Madrago. so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a situation where um, Where, if I'm back three, four times a year, it's always a uh, special homecoming, and the uh, people I see throughout the year continue growing in their ruchnias and their meshpochas, and it's a pleasure and nachas to see. The Chavitz Chaim writes in Machani Yisrael Machani Yisrael, the unfamiliar, It's a safer written for Jewish soldiers who are fighting in almost every army on earth, often fighting against each other, unfortunately, in various wars. And in Mahni Yisrael, of various items of halacha and musr, and he says one very interesting line, which is, nageya not only the people fighting in a mochama, as unfortunately we have right now, but I think nageya to all of us who are supposed to be just as committed to helping out in this mochama. Chavez Chaim says Yezar yachsh'a mochama. should not think for a moment that when you go out to battle and you see the enemy and there have so many more people. Somebody uh, mentioned to me recently and reminded me of the exact comment I heard 20 years ago and 30 years ago. And that was, if you read the papers, which I don't suggest you always do, if you read the blogs, which I never suggest you do, it comes out that we don't really have any friends. It can get depressing. Unless, of course, you listen to the words of the Chafetz Chaim and the other words of Chazal. And we'll try to discuss some of it tonight and what we're really supposed to focus on. People get so sidetracked. They're worried about what they're saying in their and the Times, and this blog, and that blog, and they all hate us, in the UN. I was brought up. I was, must have been 14, 15 years old before I found out what the UN really stood for. So that I grew up, all I heard was United Nothings. And then somebody told me, it's the United Nations. So if this is what we're nervous about, we're wasting a lot of spiritual energy and a lot of time. Yes, we have to do a and we have to try to win them over, I don't think any of us can remember a more blatant example of the good guys versus the bad guys, such as this particular Muhammad. and it hasn't helped one iota. And it's not going to get better than this, it's not going to get more clear than this. So obviously, as the Chavaz Chaim is about to spell out, when you go to mochama, you don't look at them, you don't worry about how many there are and how strong they are. should not say, you should not say, you should If you look at the Radak in Yeshua, when Yeshua won a battle, he would take all the horses and chariots, the equivalent of taking the tanks that they just captured, and he took them apart, and he burnt them, which from our perspective, it's a very odd thing to do. These are good planes. Why would you want to destroy them? These are good tanks. And the Redak says, the reason Yeshua did this, the Yeshua understood there wasn't what's in Hashem to keep these around, to capture them, to keep them attacked, because you're going to start thinking that this is what wins the war. They will... Have the incorrect Marshava Kim asusim Yasum Mochomus. So what do we fight with? Again, we're not the basic astadless. Yes, we have the planes and we have the soldiers and they're in harm's way and they have to stand there and you have to have the basic setup. In America, thousands of miles away, we have different weapons that we have to employ. Let me start with the Gamar Shabbos, Kofya Tesum at base. The Gemara you're all familiar with. Learning is the biggest chus we can have, and the biggest for The Gemara says something surprising: children under bar mitzvah aren't even mechuyah b'davar yet, and yet the Gemara says they're pure Torah. Gemara insinuates, they don't have a Yetzirah yet. You have to be miyashav, not for now, because uh, Chazal elsewhere tell us that they only have a Yetzirah and they don't have a Yetzirah yet. Okay, so we'll uh, have to figure that out some other time. But the Gemara here says, The Eilam is Meskayim Behevel Amalei Didi Ma'i papa Abayi Two of the greatest Amaraim. So he said, well, what about our learning? Amalei mehevo Lamai says, great as our learning might be, they still have a pure learning. Just to make the Kalvachimer, besides the Musa of being careful when to interrupt your children, and when to pull them out of Yeshiva to go on vacation, and when during the summer to make sure they learn, we're making headway. A generation ago, learning groups in camp were like an hour and a half, now they're two and a half, three hours. We're getting somewhere. But to understand what hevel piyam, what the uh, potency of these words of terror, are, I don't know, maybe you all put two and two together, but you remember the G'mon Sukkah, the Rabbi Yenisim and Azil, who was the greatest of the Talmidim of Hillel, when he used to learn if a bird would get lost, the GPS wasn't on, and he flew straight over his head, it would be burnt to a crisp on the spot. Very famous Misa. They say over that uh, the Heimish among us will hop spiteless and Litvak will say, who pays for the bird? <laughs> but it's irrelevant. It's both true. That's also part of terror. So why, uh, why did this happen? What's, I mean, this is deep Kabbalah. Boy, the, the bird flows, flies over. The answer is the words of Tehra itself is enough to fry the bird. It wasn't just the Gadusha, it, it was his learning. It never stopped learning. So whenever anything flew over, it got burnt. We can't exactly do that, but the potency is still there. I'd like to quote, somebody sent me a very nice collection. Some of it I saw before, some of it will sound familiar. Others were new to me. Uh, A disclaimer is in order. In order to understand our godless and our purpose here on this earth, we shouldn't need quotes from Goyim especially since I started this year tonight saying that we don't care what they say in the UN and we don't care what they say in the papers and in the blogs. With that said, we are human. And Chachma begayim Taiman, if you have somebody who's being honest, it's interesting to see what they say because you can also learn something from an outsider. I think it's very apropos to what will be our theme tonight. The most famous one, which I'm sure you've seen or heard, is the quote from Mark Twain? I quote one, one part because he blabs at Sarachin at the end of his stickle over here, and uh, he couldn't possibly know the answer. "A Jews constitute but one percent of the human race, probably less. Properly, the Jew ought hardly to be heard of, but he is heard of, and he has always been heard of. He has made a marvelous fight in this world in all the ages, and he has done it with his hands tied behind him." In the days of Mark Twain, they didn't have infomercials, they didn't get paid for this. This was a real machshava that he developed over time, being a complete outsider. The Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Persians, rose, filled the planet with sound and splendor, and then faded to dream stuff and passed away. The Greek and Romans followed and made a vast noise, and they are gone, and held their torch high for a time, but it burnt out. The Jew saw them all, beat them all, and is now what he always was, exhibiting no decadence, no infirmity of age, no weakening of its parts, no slowing of his energies. All things are mortal but the Jew. All the forces pass, but he remains. Uh, Here's his kasha. What is the secret of his immortality? He doesn't have a terutz. ben usa did us a tremendous favor to tell us the answer. He wrote it before Mark Twain asked the kasha. And you're all familiar, my Ben Sajjagan says, What makes us tick, what makes us eternal, what gives us kayach is our learning, our ha'batzah our ha'chzokah And this particular t'kufah ha'chzokah of Yidin in Eretz who needed it very, very badly beforehand and now are in desperate straits because of what the government is doing. No one yet in print has connected the fact that the tsarists now are so much more than they were last year. So I won't go into that now, because we're in the middle of a war. But connect the dots yourself. The only thing that keeps Israel safe is chusim, and the biggest Chus, Chazal tell us is Talmud Torah, Halachas terror, and Arbaces terror. Quote number two. Leo Tolstoy, I'm not so familiar with him. He's a Russian writer or philosopher. I hope you're not so familiar with him either. <laughs> but uh, he writes well, at least in this, uh, this piece. He's a German. Okay, The German uh, writers were not known for their love of Yudin. So it's not like he was going along with what was in vogue. What? Russian? Ru- Russian? Russian. Okay, the Russians aren't known for it either. <laughs> <laughs> the next one's German, that's why he uh, means so it's a kiddish from Russian word German. What is a Jew? What kind of unique creature is this whom all the rulers of all the nations of the world have disgraced, crushed, expelled and destroyed? Mamish Tishabab material. As I thought remember he was one of the Hushava nobility over there and they were part of doing this. So he saw this first hand. Persecuted, burned, and drowned, and who, despite their anger and their fury, continues to live and to flourish. What is this Jew, whom they have never succeeded in enticing, at least as a nation, the Wechidim Ufel Nebuch, with all the enticements in the world, whose oppressors and perse- perse- persecutors only suggested that he deny and disown his religion and cast aside the faithfulness of his ancestors? The Jew is the symbol of eternity. He's the one who for so long has guarded the prophetic message and transmitted it to all of mankind. A people such as this can never disappear as long as we hold on to what he's noticing as our success. He is the embodiment of, et- of eternity. The third one, he's German. So I couldn't even pronounce his name. Johann Wolfgang, and he's um, pronounced, somebody told me, Van Gutta, even though it doesn't spell that way. He's got the shortest and I think the most uh, piercing of all of them. Energy is the basis of everything. Every Jew, no matter how insignificant, which means even a pusher to Yid in Mammaloshan, is engaged in some decisive and immediate pursuit of a goal. Fascinating insight. He noticed that Yidin are always busy with important things. This is uh, this is the best of them all, I think. This is uh, a hop. Basically, we don't waste time. The reason we don't waste time because we, we can't afford it. We wouldn't survive. So we have to be engaged, engaged in some decisive and immediate pursuit of a goal, and that's every peasant, every Pashariid. Because we can't afford it any other way. If we're not davening, we're learning. And if we're not davening and learning, we're working. And if we're doing anything in between, it's usually something involved in chesed. It's true. That's what keeps us alive. So with this Chachma bagayim, which we really didn't need, I'd like you, Lahavdil, to look back with me into the Navi and see what challenges perhaps we can overcome. <laughs> I had a feeling the first time in my life, I uh, just came back from Merit Yisrael. And it's the first time I actually had somebody firing missiles at me. I was the uh, first time I was in Rechovot, which is normally a quiet town. My parents live there. Uh, it hasn't been so quiet as you probably have seen over the last couple of weeks. So I went to Davon and Baruch Hashem I finished Mona in the Milo also says, also, is it a rattlesnake? Is it not a rattlesnake? Do you have to stop, not stop? I didn't have that Shaila I saved myself 10 seconds. And I had just finished Olenu, and a siren went off. I was a bit, uh, this, this is the uh, beginning of the war, and uh, turned to the guy behind me, and I looked a little confused. He said, Zazaka. So I said, Ani me vin. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't know what to do after that. So he says, follow me. And the decorum was incredible. had a whole room packed of people. And we followed out one by one. We went downstairs a couple of levels. And we stood in the stairwell by the uh, concrete column. And um, it was very quiet in the room. So I'm just waiting. I figured I'll just follow out what everybody else does. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And uh, all of a sudden, there's a loud explosion. And it sounded pretty close. So I said, OK. The building didn't shake. We're all still here. So I asked the guy next to me in Hebrew, can we go now? So he's looking at his phone. He said, no. I didn't know what that meant, but I wasn't moving anywhere. And then we heard a second explosion about a minute and a half later. And I didn't bother asking if we can go. I'm just uh, standing there silently saying, tell him. And he's sitting there like this, the guy with the phone. Apparently, he had something in his phone that told him how many projectiles were coming in. And he goes like this. Everybody stay put. And then a minute later, we hear a third explosion. After that, he uh, looked up and he said, "Okay, we can go now. That was an experience I hope never to have again, although there are millions of years of living through it every single day. When I went out, my father was waiting for me in the car because I was, I was on the way to the airport, actually. And when the siren goes off, you don't have too much time, so I didn't have time to run out to my father. don't gun. so. I went. Then I figured he ran. I come into the car. He's blasting a shear in the car speaker system. It's my shear, actually. I opened the door, I said, Tal, what are you doing here? He said, why, did I miss something? (laughs) So probably he was the safest of all of us because he was learning. It's the first time in my life I got a direct message. These people are really trying to kill us. Chovot is the fourth largest city in Yisrael, but it's uh, it's not New York. I found out later the three I heard landed between Rehova and Siona, which is a um, kilometer away and uh, to add to the general calmness of the atmosphere, I got to the airport later on and the plane is sitting on the runway and sitting on the runway and the captain gets on, the pilot gets on after about a half hour, he says I apologize for the delay but we're looking for some airspace that's safe to take off in <laughs> As at least he's being uh, conservative but that's how Sounds sounds ridiculous, but that's how, uh, that's how it's been running. And I have seen, I left to a that night. I went to the airport. I got home. I called my parents the next day, and uh, my mother sounded a little nervous. I said, what happened? She said, well, we just had a siren, and the whole building shook, and the windows shook. I said, why? She says, I don't know. She thought it was strange. She called me back an hour later. She said, she found out why. It landed a block away. Bukovot is very built up. It landed in the only open space in the Weizmann Institute by a pool. 2,000 missiles. Not one direct hit. It's Agyon Vene. And when you see them, maybe you've seen pictures. I saw these things in the sky. It's Anya and You wouldn't have had it not been there, I wouldn't have 2,000 missiles, not one, not one direct hit. They had a couple of buildings. It's a dangerous situation. It's much more dangerous than the soldiers who are fighting now. 2,000 missiles? That means the Almond Yisrael has a lot of learning going on in the Klauson, a lot of davening going on, and we're accomplishing something. Let's discuss what more we can do. Let me go back to the year, Mio, since it is the nine days. If you remember from the from a few weeks ago, Tereh quoted from Yirmiyah Perak Aleph. Hashem elay His first nevuah. Now Akash Baruch almost comes to Bavarn like Akasha the Yirmiyah is going to have, which he speaks out. Beterem Yitzorcha baboten yedaticha. tells Yirmiya that I know you from before you are born. I gave you a certain neshama, and you have kaychus. But You are going to be a novi for clients role and for the gayim. And you're starting your job very soon. Hear me his reaction. The Aymar aha. Now this is not at all a criticism of Yermio Novi, because Moshe Rabbeinu said the same thing. Rosh Brochu came to Moshe Rabbeinu in the snare and said, you're taking clay so loud, you're going to be the Novi says, Moshe Rabbeinu manochi." The only difference between Yermio and Novi, Moshe Rabbeinu and us, is that after their objections, HaKosh Baruch Hu overruled and basically said that you're going anyway. You're going to go, and whatever I tell you to say, you're going to say. We're not Nevi'im. Perhaps we're B'nai Nevi'im. The Bali Musa talk a lot about getting rid of Gaiva and trying to be kind of the Middle Vanivas. It's a very important lifetime of avodah. The problem is, is that when it comes to doing chosheva things in life and taking control of a situation and volunteering and pushing yourself, often what I hear, and I'm no better, is Mani, Ma mi'ani, leave this to the Gedele Yisra, we'll leave this to the Rabbanim, we'll leave this to the Rosh Hashivas, we'll leave this to the Big mass not for me the first lesson in Yirmiya on the same lesson from Mesh we'll get soon to Eliyahu is that you can't say no and you have a lot more in you in terms of what you have yet to accomplish than you think if you fast forward to Perak Lamed Ches and one of the saddest prokem in, in the entire Navi, speaks about the days before the Khorban. As you're probably aware, Yermio and Navi had a very rough life. He was promised by Kosh Baruch will survive, but it was barely. He was arrested, he was beaten, he was thrown into the bar once, he was thrown into the bar twice. They wanted to leave him there. He was saved miraculously at the last moment. He had a Talmud who came and literally pulled him out. And then they just left him under sort of house arrest in the Chatzerah Matarah. He wasn't in the bar anymore, but it was a fenced in area, and he was there for the duration of the siege until the Khorban, until Nevuchadnezzar got him out. In between, Sitkio Amelech, who was a tzaddik, but unfortunately very afraid of his own people, who were Rishayim, kept calling Yermia to hear the Dvar Hashem. He wasn't listening yet because he found it too much of an Nisoyin and we're not here to criticize, but he keeps calling him back. And the final time that he calls him back, the Pusik reports, I want to ask you one more time, please don't hold anything back. This time Yermio speaks up. He says, what good is it? If I tell you, you're going to kill me if I tell you the truth. If I give you advice, I'm listen to me anyway. So why should I bother? He promised him, I'm not going to hand you over. I'm not going to have you arrested again. I'm not going to kill you. Please tell me the truth. If you surrender now, it's not too late. He didn't promise the korban would be averted. But he said, if you surrender, you will survive. Your family will survive. The city won't be burnt down. It doesn't mean they won't be sent into exile. But the damage will be minimized. If you do not, the city will be burnt down and you will not escape. Kiyo says, I was thinking about doing that, but I can't because the Yidden who already went over to the enemy at the instruction of Yir to save their lives are going to Mimavazami and I'm going to become their slave. I can't do it. I begs him one more time. Please I beg you, save your life. We need the leadership. You could do so much for Klay Yisrael. As we know, the end of the conversation was from HaMelech, and he told him, basically, he's not listening, he feels he can't listen. And he tells him, Don't anybody, don't tell anybody what happened and don't leak a word of this meeting. And the Pasik concludes, Yomasha Lime, he was back in jail in this chatzarmatara until it was conquered. The importance of this story is that you can have a person with tremendous, tremendous innate talent like Sitki HaMelech kishmai Kahu. And he's being told by the Navi. I'm not saying we would have done any better, but he's being told by the Navi here's your last chance. Go, surrender, and you'll at least have something. And he couldn't bring himself to do it. Despite, is important for us because we often think that the people who don't succeed are the people who don't really have so much talent, the IQ's not so high, therefore we can't do so much. Here we have an example of a person who was extremely talented, extremely great, and he couldn't push himself the extra mile. The Navi isn't written as a history book, Akhmal Aslan. It's here to teach us that the main exercise in life is to push a little further than you think you can handle. Again, not a lot of criticism, Sitkiyo, we can't stand in his shoes, but that's the message of the Navi. Similar conversation Eliyo, Navi, had a right to be depressed. He wasn't clinically depressed. But after the showdown on Harkarma, what happened? They all bowed down, said, Hashem ulakim. fire came down, shemayim. So far, so good. The next day, he was running out of town because Isevel, the Rashanta, sent him a message that if you're in town tomorrow, I'm going to execute you. And the reason he ran is because he understood that she still had the power to do so, which means that he thought he failed. If she had the power, that means the people were swayed back very quickly to her side. So the runs, and if you're familiar, it's also from the Aftariah, from Parshish Pinchas. Elio runs, Yishka ve'yishen Tachas Reisam Echad. He lies down by a bush, and he goes to sleep, and he asks HaKadosh Baruch to take his life. A rare occurrence from a gadol He asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu, take my life, I can't contribute anything more. Hashem wasn't maskim. Hashem said, get up and eat. You have a long derech to go. I want to discuss this with you at Har Sinai. He got up the first time, ate a, barely a kazayas to be ate and went back to sleep hoping he wouldn't wake up. The malach woke him up again. Hashem said, no, no, I want you to eat and I want you to walk for 40 days. Came to Har Sinai, Kosh Baruch, who tried twice to elicit from him the answer he was looking for that yes, we're succeeding, we have much more to do. Elio answered correctly, not for the matzav, but the facts were true. They're of the Avadazar and they're trying to kill me and they're killing the Navim, and it was all true. Not the answer Hashem was looking for. That means even a great tzaddik like Elia Navi had the Nisayan of misinterpreting failure as utter failure. And we do this all the time. The reason we don't give as much stock as we should give is because we think, no, I'm not a millionaire anyway. What difference does it make? I can't turn the tide. And the reason we don't push to learn a little more is I'm not learning so many hours a day anyway. What difference to it make another 10 minutes? Elio Anavi over here felt, and you can't blame him at all, that it's an utter failure. He showed the biggest nace in a long time and the people said Hashem will look him and the next day they're back to his evil side. What did he accomplish? I assume there were thousands more who now had allegiance to our who Baruch. Was it hundreds of thousands? No. With the Rav still on his evil side, yes. Was Yir Mio a success or a failure? I well, asked that to most people, they kept off guard. Well, I don't know, there was a Korban, nobody listened to him. Is that a success or a failure? The answer is, he did the Dvar Hashem, he said of the nevuah. that's already a success. And there were probably 5, 10, 15, 20,000, or maybe even more, of Yidin who followed his direction and went over to the Bavliam and went to Bavel and started a new community and lived on very hard to measure success, and we get very, very distraught because we feel that whatever we do doesn't really make a difference. And that will often, that attitude will often spell the difference between success and failure. Let me just uh, make an interesting point up here, Lacha, which is uh, kind of push it, but I'm going to mention it because I get the same Answer every time I mention it in a Shir is the Gemara says, You have a chiv to tell your that he's doing something wrong. And the Gemara even gives a Shir, the Gemara says, How many times do you have to say it? The Gemara says, One man at till he hits you, at kalala, at nazifa. is the lowest, but he has to get good and annoyed. What I've noticed is that most people aren't doing this. No? Do you agree? Anybody here can raise their hand with last time he gave somebody to your friend in the office, your chavusa, the guy in shul next to you. Don't see too many hands. So, the first answer I get when I mention this in a sheer is that they understood there was a mitzvah of a They thought it was only on Rabbanim. <laughs> so, I said, afraid not. Rabbanim uh, have to do it more often, but if Rabbanim are left to do it, then they are not around their friends all the time, so then it's not going to get done because I, don't, I can't go to the office with everybody. That's the first line of defense. Second popular answer, which is also incorrect, is that uh, he learned somewhere that he's not Chayev, no one is Chayev in because he might not listen. It's completely wrong. That's a misquote. The Gemara says that kashem she mitzvah davar anishma so too is mitzvah If you're kemat positive that they're not going to listen, with from people I would hope that's very rare. Kemat positive, a 99% chance not going to listen? That's not true. It's absolutely not true. If we would relegate to a time when it's a slam dunk we would never have the opportunity to even try because it's never a slam dunk. I wouldn't even be so optimistic say it's 50-50, but it might be 60-40, it might be 70-30. It's not 99 to 1. And success doesn't mean that he listens to you on the spot. I don't know too many people who will give their friend a big hug after they tell him that and say, thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this Musa Shmooz for years. That's probably not going to happen, but it doesn't make a difference. He might go home and think about it and not do it next time. So the second line of defense is that there's no khibs that might not listen is, in my opinion, kemat uh, never nagea talk to a firm person, either I might listen now, he might listen later when he's not in front of you. If you have a guy who's taka so uh, trapped with his haras, you're pretty sure he's not, okay, so then maybe there's no mitzvah. Correlation of this uh, incorrect territory is they start quoting a chaznish, he said the chaznish, uh, they claim, said that we don't know how to give to today. Chaznish said that in a completely different context. Chaznish says that a person might still have a dinner of a tinish nishba because even if we give to and they see from people, maybe we didn't do it right. That doesn't mean the Chaznish got rid of the Pasuk of Echei HaTuchih HaSami So it's not not correct. And then the third famous terrorist that I have constantly from people is that um, I'm not so perfect myself and I don't feel I'm going the Madrid to give to If we wait to a law perfect, we're not going to do it either. Pusik and Chumish is talking to Yidin, regular Yidin, regular Benanim. you know your average card carrying Benanim does Avera sometimes, does Mitzis sometimes. I will admit that the biggest talker in Shul shouldn't be shushing people. I will be made to that. So you don't have to take the biggest talker. You can take a guy, go over and say, look, my good chaver, I have the same design you do, and I sometimes, I'm not perfect at this, and I also talk sometimes, let's work together. So, so, admit your fault, and so then go on from there. So you putter if you're not perfect. So those are three most common excuses. I don't think any of them are correct. In which case we're back to uh, trying to get our chaverim and family members and Comus uh, Balalim and office colleagues to try to grow together. And here's an area we can actually make a roshim because if you're not a rov and you're not giving drushes audiences, so you'll say, I don't have a platform to reach hundreds or thousands of people. Fine. You have one guy sitting next to you in the next cubicle. You have a guy sitting next to you in shul. Don't. You have to know how to give to So (laughs) There's a soft touch and say, I'm working on this. I need a Chavusa to help me in this midah. Let's work on the talking. Let's work on the Lashon hara. Let's work on on it. Uh, Somebody came to complain to me recently. He was in the office and they started a very interesting, fascinating, juicy Lashon hara discussion. And he told me he had a big Nissan. Should he move closer to over here better because he was only catching every second word? Or should he walk the other way? So I said, Are you finished? He said, Yeah, those are my two options. I said, What happened to option number three? He said, What's option number three? I said, go over to them and break it up. He looked at me like I had three heads. So then I, I informed him about the Pasuk and he gave me all three Tehutum on the spot. Mama Shalamdin. I said, I don't understand. I said, People don't want to do this. It's not fun. MEO didn't have an easy time of it either. He got beaten up and he got thrown to jail. Hashem's not asking us to do that. We could possibly like the Shai we Pascal out of the car and the zifa out of Klola, but we're nowhere near any of those yet. We didn't even try. So you don't want to be the Frumi and say, okay, guys, break it up. Too much Lashon Everybody back to your seats. I can understand. That might not fly in the office, especially if it's your boss. I get that. I understand that. But um, a smart guy who's quick on his feet, can go over and start talking about something just as interesting and change the subject. That's doable. Take something parev, or take the current events, never stuff going on. If he's if he's a yid, tell him I just heard a newsflash made will Just change the subject. If it's a uh, sports season, so uh, just to make up something about a bowl game. He'll tell you that the team doesn't exist anymore or something like that. But the, <laughs> that once happened to me. <laughs> I'm trying my gears to the So just try. <laughs> Try something and just, just knock them off for one minute and then you can, you have a key of to do this. And nobody likes doing this. But if you want to know Eitzes on the individual level, everybody in Kalei Sol's does doing this. Let's learn a little more. Let's move less than the best measures. Let's during Seder. You could turn off, your, a guy came to me and he said, I um, have a great new app. You get the app on your phone, uh, your kosher phone, which is filtered and has an accountability program. Um, I have to always put that in. So there's no my um, he said, you can get the red alert on your phone. I'm sure some of you are aware of that. So uh, I told him, uh, I said, it's very nice, you can stop and daven. He said, yeah, it's during the shear just now. I stopped the daven four times. <laughs> I said, can you do me a favor? That's a wonderful app. Can you just turn it off during the shear and during davening? And you can, during the workday you can have it on and then you can daven as much as you want. The notion is nice, but we have to have it's a partial thing. And he said, You know, it's taka true. It's, it's a little bit strange. I should stop in the middle of a shear to, to Daven All we have to do is just discuss this with our chavar and point out, you know, this might be a slightly better mahalach. This might, be, this might be a different angle. This might be something we could do to work on together. We often get very thrown off in our day to day lives as we're trying to focus on increasing our learning and increasing our divining. Somebody told me today that uh, the yeshiva just made an announcement at Yisrael the canceling ban is which is hopefully it won't be Nagea by Tisha B'av the Mashiach will be here, and the war will be over. But the canceling ban as In America, we have Ben Azmanim, but in America, we have summer, which transcends Ben Azmanim. So uh, I had a discussion with somebody recently, discussing he wants to have a barbecue, and he wants to know in the nine days, should he, can he rush to see him? Can he take? He finish him a sechta two months ago? Can he now finish it again? He's not sure he got the last two lines straight. got all sorts of interesting shadows during the nine days. Uh, so I told him, I said, the Mishabur is not too fond of, uh, of doing that, but the Achor Shulchan says, no, if I guess he'll learn more, so maybe the Zutim Ekel. Shavu Shachaba is a little bit more Hummer. And um, I asked him, by the way, w- what, uh, you'll have to see him and everything, what uh, what do you plan on doing there? He said, Well, oh, we're going to have to see him, I'll say a little devaitaria, and then we're going to have a barbecue. Nothing wrong with that. You'll allowed to have Busser, and he even asked me, he says, Am I correct? I had an argument with my friend last night. I told that we can serve yayin also. He said it's only busser. So I said no. It happens to be of a yayin. So you're right. He was very happy about that. I said I just um, I'm just wondering just if Nashkafasha boy, there's a war going on in Eretz Israel. Uh, we in America are trying to figure out how to generate more Husim. I'm not sure the wine is something you should focus on. I'm not sure the barbecue, you want to have a little meat. Again, it's not the world's biggest of area. where is our focus? And mind you, canceling Banas is not a pusher to thing. These are people learning 13, 14 hours a day for the last four months, and they have to go into an LL afterwards. Not so pusher. We, who perhaps many of us are not on this Madriga in the first place, when it talks about cutting corners in our is, I think that we have a couple of areas we can perhaps cut out. I'm not saying it's not an anti-barbecue. You want to have a hot dog, have a hot dog. It's a shayla where your head is. You can have a person eating a hot dog and thinking and learning. You can have a person in the best measure thinking about hot dogs. It depends on, <laughs> depends on where, where you are, where, where your shifas are. And um, especially in this particular tkufa. We have to be not thrown off by the fact that it's summer. I get the same complaint I talk to. I speak in a few camps over the summer. And i I've received a shayla from a number of bacharim, young bacharim. But the shayla is very telling. And it it's said often from a 12-year-old, to 13-year-old, with, with utmost sincerity. He says he can't understand why is it that such bad mazel that the three weeks always ends up in the middle of vacation. Such an American shayla wants to know, why is it cramping my lifestyle? Why is it three weeks in the middle of everything? Couldn't we have it during the winter? We can have shmoozim about the churban during the winter, during class. That would be great. We have to have it in the middle of camp? And they cancel swimming for nine days? We ask these kashas, that means we've been here too long. But that's our, whether we verbalize these kashas or not. The I said, we're all grown up over here, I think that's really what's going on. Question of how do we maneuver around to hold our breath and get these nine days over with so we can uh, get back to life. You would think if somebody visited from Mars, again there's not a tiny on the actual practice, this is not us or is not us, or just to understand if somebody come from Mars and come at 101 on the 10th of Av, anywhere near the Cascals? He'd hear screaming, yelling, musing, blasting, whistles, splashing. If he would come and say, well, why, what, something's going on. What, what, what happened in Klaeseril at 101 the 10th of Av? What's the answer? Basically, it's finished burning down. It just, I, I'm not, when I was in camp, I probably jumped in the pool 102 also but there's something you begin to understand that there's something wrong I, I I'm not there then but I, I perhaps we can even introduce in your own homes that, you know the the children like want to know what time is hot I've been asked that question and I say 101 101 in how many seconds perhaps uh, this year starting we can put a 10 minute nice discussion in it that is now 101 and we're still in Guulles the Beit was not rebuilt. And we're still here, and we're not in such great shape, and there's a war going on, which hopefully by that time there won't be, but it doesn't mean that they're doing tshuva. Somehow, it just always rubbed me the wrong way. You have nine days, and at the minute, you have to now go to full swing. So again, it's not also, it's not also, it's not us. you can't answer it. So people try to explain to me, no, no, you don't understand. Like a kilo, I was never in America before. I'm more American than anybody sitting here. I'm fifth generation American. That's already a Memphis. Well, We've been in this country a long time. We missed the Mayflower. I caught the next one. <laughs> okay. So I, I understand all these things. So people say, you know, the pent-up emotion. We haven't listened to music in, in nine days. And the pool is just so inviting. And we had there are people in camp, this described to me recently, when you die, there's a certain position you have to start flexing your knees. There are people doing that at five to one. <laughs> so, again, it's, it's not answer. But the question is, is this what the reaction should be, or perhaps we should say, you know what, we have to get back to normal life. We can't live like this all years. You can't live in a in a state of availus the entire year. But perhaps when you get out of the availus, it's a slow move toward regular life. One thing I know for sure. If you've ever seen anybody sitting shivroch moloslan, at the morning of the last day, they don't get up and jump in the pool. Maybe they'll take a shower. They don't stop blurring the music either. Why not? Because it's ridiculous. person's getting out of avelis? They can't just switch emotions like that. So why do we have the agility to be able to switch those emotions? The answer is, unfortunately, because we never really had too many emotions in the first place didn't really become part of us, so we could can, we can turn it on very, very quickly. That's something we have to work on. And if Akash Baruch sends messages to this trufa, that we can now, I believe, these nine days, we do have more of the emotions because we see what Horbin is, we see what danger is, and we see what Gullus brings, and we see what persecution is, we see what enemies are. So perhaps, and again, you don't have to, the, the, the lesson here is you don't feel guilty if you turn on the radio, turn on the, uh, the music at 101. But perhaps just to get slowly into it, maybe push it off another, another hour or two and think about what lessons you have drawn and where you're going from here. And again, Rabbi Shua had a debate. He was sent to Clay Yisrael. was so depressed after the korban in a firm way. They said, we're not going to eat any fruit anymore. That's the Bikurim. They went through the whole list. We're not eating meat the whole year. How can we meet the Pesach We don't have any Karbonus anymore. So he challenged them. So you shouldn't eat food pigs of would the And they kept on going. He said, you know, well, you can't eat water anyway because uh, nisach ha And then they said, new Rebbe, what should we do? And the Gemara says, you can't uh, have Avelis the entire year because you have to function. And we're going to make a certain time to have these takanas. So I'm not suggesting we extend it in a large way. All I'm saying is we have to bring whatever tikkunim we're trying to make into the rest of the year of focusing on what our job is to help out Klay Yisrael. Oh, good. That's a nice size. Okay. That's why they put it there. One of the reasons I believe for our anivas, our machshava, that we really can't make saturation, that we really can't do great things, is because everybody walking around has a memory of X amount of Averas they've done. Yes, Yom Kippur passed. But still, since last Yom Kippur, there are more Averas. And they feel that whatever they're being held back in, in terms of their personal avoid is coming to them because they're not such good people. You'd be surprised. At an age where we're pumping up all the children, all the adults of self-esteem, you'd be amazed how many people still walk around thinking that Hakosh Baruch Hu is out to get them. A very famous case in point. This week's parsha, Moshe Rabenu does on the Chetam Raglim. One of the more surprising Sukkim in, in all of Chumash. How can anybody in their right mind say, "B'sinis Hashem L'sanu? Moshe Bashabin is quoting Klai Israel, the Klaisrael insisted, Hashem hates us, and this is set up to get us killed. Say what you want about a Khajbarku. Why would you okay? Say you want Why would anybody claim that Hashem hates us and therefore he set us up to bring us out to the midbar in order to get us killed? I mean you can understand that's why they said I'm if Hashem wants to kill us, kill us over there. Well, why are they thinking like this? So Rashi brings down B'Sinus Hashem Asanov, who are your V'Eschem of Atem San and Hashem loves you, you hate him, and that's why you don't feel as Ava. Why? So you look at the Sophorna here. Sophorna Kedake B'Kedesh says one line. It lights up the whole Pesach. B'Sinus Hashem A'sonu, Avadnu Avadazar bin b'mitzrayim. Hafladik. They were very from, and they knew they had hundreds of years of avodazar under their belt. And they left Mitzrayim and they have Nisim and the flows, and the Makkas and they go out in Kriyas, Sef, and Kriyas Yamsef and Kabbalah Saterah and they're sitting there scratching their head. I don't understand. They're less dim less dying. Well, Akash Baruch Hu knew what we did. Not Shaykh they felt that Akash Baruch Hu was going to be Michael and all this Havad azar Not Shaykh. So they're sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And they're waiting and waiting and now the margummen come back with a report and they say, you know what, we're all doomed. There are giants there and we're all going to get killed. And they said, aha, that makes sense. Why does Hashem hate us? Not because He's a God that's not interested in our welfare. It's because we deserve it. Because we're all of Deva and we never got punished. That's a common machshava that people have and it's very damaging. I'm not sure I've to try to tell them that says, no, 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 Hashem took you out and He gave you the terror because He sees potential and He sees what you can do and He put that in the past and you have a clean slate. Go right there and now build on what you have and build on your potential. Yaakov inu after he wrestled with the Malach the entire night. This is deep Kabbalah, but I'll turn it to the Seforno again for a push-up Shot. What was Yaakov in this question? What do you want those names for? What difference does it make? And why didn't the Malach answer him? So Seforno over here says, "Hagidena shemercha." I want to know your name is I want to know why you came. I want to know why you came and why I deserve to be attacked. What did I do wrong? Which by the way is fine, the Gemara says something happens, you're from Myself. That's the Yaakovina was doing. What was the answer? The answer is Lama Zatishme. Sometimes you get a clap and you attack after be a and do And sometimes it's just an Isaiah to get you thrown off from your and your Avada is Teira of all the others. Natsal Hafez Chaim says, Yaakovina was attacked. I'm just trying to derail you. It's not anything you did. So in terms of working on our self-esteem, there's a balance in life. We live in an age, as I mentioned, we're pumping everybody up and we're making everybody feel great. Sometimes they're going overboard. I'll get to that in a minute. And I feel that in the Rukhni is realm. We need more work, and perhaps in the gashmias of what wonderful people we are, perhaps in the midas we can assume we have what to work on and tap on what we haven't done in terms of the potential. I say that. I had the um, shock of my life. You'll say yeah, I shouldn't be surprised. I was at a simcha recently. I had three simchas in one night. And uh, I, was, I had a bar mitzvah to go to, and I walked into the uh, bar mitzvah, and I, Baruch Hashem Hatziat I shouldn't say this is a row, but I came right after the speeches. <laughs> uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, normally, I am one of the speeches, but I told them I really don't have time to speak. I wasn't aiming for that. I walked in. They just started dancing. The band just started. So I came in. I danced a few minutes, wished the proper muzzle toes, and I was out like five, six minutes later onto my next simchum. As I'm walking down the hallway, a child who... Maybe he was 13, 14, couldn't have been older. I walk by, and I hear a voice at the turn around as I took a double take. And the voice asked, where are you going? I turned around, there's nobody else there but the child. I said, what? He said, well, I saw you just came. Why are you leaving so quickly? Now, I assume he didn't know I was a rob. I was a man in a capota with a beard. Okay. (laughs) Say what whatever, whoever he thinks, he does know me, doesn't know me. I was that's an example where we're, we're pumping uh, how does that happen? How does, how does a 13 year old I don't know, when I was a kid maybe I was shy you all know me to be very shy I'm sure uh, I wouldn't imagine going over to an adult forget, I wouldn't even talk to him, a stranger let alone munt him, why is he leaving so early you just got here I couldn't uh, how does that happen? The answer is we're pumping them up but good that, um, adults, children, all the same Chazal tells us we should pump them up in their potential of the godless Adam and everything they could do, not their personal mahalachan life in terms of being a gavra. I was so flustered, I, I am not usually without words. I had to like, catch my breath. I said, um, I have another simcha to go to. I don't know why I was friending myself to this kid. But <laughs> I told him, I have another simcha to go to. So you wouldn't believe it. He said, oh, really? Where? Who's Simcha? I was like running out. I didn't have a minute to spare. I said, you don't know him. He said, try me. His mom is scary. So I told him the name. He thinks about it a minute. He says, you're right. I don't know him. And you know the old famous saying, lightning doesn't strike twice? I got to the end of the hallway, went down the elevator, and got out in the lobby, and there was another 14-year-old. I thought it was the same guy who ran down the stairs. It couldn't be. I looked at him, and it wasn't the same kid. And we had the same shachat of attire. He saw me walk in. Oh, I saw you just got it. Where are you going? I told him, I really don't have time to talk to you, when I went out. So um, we're discussing here, you know, self-esteem and realizing our potential and realizing what we could do. Use the gvura when you have to give to somebody. Use the gavura when you have to get people involved and you're shy and you don't want to get people to schlep them to learning or schlep them to a shir tell them to be quiet in shul, tell them to write a bigger check that's why you use your forwardness if it's coming across that you're starting up with strangers especially if you're 13 then uh, we have to uh, balance it a little bit let me end with two short items I always regret that the shiir is not two hours over here. I have to skip so much, but we'll save the rest for next year. Is a passing in Yeshua, a perich of Dalen. Passach of test. V'hi achareh dvar meilavayam as Yeshua benun evad Hashem Ben as Hashanim. Yeshua benun is Niftar 110 years old. V'ikvar asai b'gvul nachalasai. V'ikvar they bury him betimnas serach asher Timnas serach. Rashi over here brings down ch- 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 chazal, astirah. Timnas serach is the name of a place. The only problem is another post that calls it timnas cheres. Cheres is pottery, but it also means in different contexts, a sun, A son, a shemesh. Alshem, shemidu, tumunas acham al-kivroi. On his tombstone, they engraved a picture of a son, which is interesting, halachically, a half a son, whatever, you can't draw a picture of a son. That's something that would remind somebody of a son. Why'd they engrave it? Yeshua b'nuntz kever, you had thousands of yidim coming for chizik, for tadaven, every single year. What's a limer? The message was, zehu shehim al Here's the man, here's the leader, who stopped the son. Wasn't done too many times in history. Allah and anybody who visited his kever said he saw this and it was a very sobering moment. Chaval al Zesha also dava golduzeva chaval that a person like this stopped the sun and he died anyway. What does that mean? So Chayyim Levit says in a famous shmuz that the purpose of this chazal is to teach us that you can have tremendous tremendous potential, to do a lot of things. Stopping the sun is not within our purview, but. We can do many great things. You've got to keep in mind you can only do it while you're alive and well. And there comes a point in time where we run out of time. And it's going to happen to everybody and even Yeshua Benun who controlled nature. The muster at his kever was do it while you can. Chaval, look at this. Sadiq HaDar, the God the leader of Klai Israel. He stopped us out and he still died. That means we have a lot of work to do and we don't have too much time. Which is why the Gaiman are noticing that we're always focused and we're always running to do something good. We just have to try to figure out how do we carve another 10 minutes, another 20 minutes, another hour out of our day to cut out the Irish chitin. Doesn't mean you can't go on vacation once in a while. Shadows, what are you doing in your vacation? What are you bringing along? You could tell what a person has planned in his vacation, the amount of sperm he brings along. Whenever you bring along farm, you divide by three. So if you bring along nine farm, you'll get to three of them. But if a guy only brings along one safer, he's going to get to only a couple of pages. Shailas, where are your is, Where are you aiming? Aftarah from Parashas Matas ends with a very interesting reminder. Almost out of context, you know, we'd like to end Aftarah on a positive note. The beginning is yermia's mission and his uh, inability to, no fault of his own, to reach even more people. The end of the you remember Vahidvar Hashem Alai Lamar, Halofa Karasa, Bazni Shalim Lamar, Kayama Hashem, Zahati Lakesin, Araya Kavaskul, Asai, Lehtech Achara, Midbar, Baris Laizura. What is this doing here? Very nice. Hashem remembers Klay Israel following with Amuna into the Midbar. I believe the Pashab shat over here is not Pshat that Hashem just remembers. Pshat is Hashem is reminding us that he has all those chusim. Collect t'schusim, clay, it's in the bank. All we have to do is make a small step forward, and Hashem is waiting with his rachamim to pour those chusim back into the mix. Chusim aren't gone. Gemara says, t'schusim, this is tamu, but it's not really tamu. Tremendous, tremendous chusim we have as a people. And tremendous potential. And when we go with the attitude that that was earlier generations, and what can we do? And the Mashiach, the famous kasha, Mashiach hasn't come for so long, why are we going to be zeiched? There are good, they roots into that. Not for now, but just understand that Hashem is not asking us to go from here to here. Hashem is asking us to add a little bit of effort, a few more minutes of the chesed, a few more dollars in the stokka, a few more shiurim. And most important, make sure your haverim are not left behind. A little more tochacha in the proper way. Your friend will come back and talk to you afterwards. It might take a few weeks, but he will speak to you. It's our job. It's not only for the Rabbanim. It's not only for the Rosh Hashivas, It's not only for the gedolim who are davening. It really depends mostly on the masses. And Akash Baruch is waiting to pour in the schussim that he remembers from our earliest time as a nation. And we have the Amunah, we have the epitach, and we have the ability. We just have to understand we have it and push the agenda a little bit more. I have uh, books here. Shame, Egan,
0: Shiri, Tara, Moses, Postum, like the Begach, Shakatar, by Viner, for inspiring the service. I'd like to beg a chair to Mr. And Mrs. Libby Wolf for the support for tonight's show the Nishmas of VM Roboshizella number Victor from the Solomon's Island tonight and Dal, Dalmanagam mm-hmm. of the Smolts Service Chaim. Khaim. We say there is a safer from Rabbi Viner available for sale at the CD table or front table. New safer $20 take this opportunity to get the new safer Rabbi Viner. Got temporary questions on Allahana Skafa. No. Uh no it's okay. There are also cards for information for Rabbi uh, Wainer available. I'd like to remind you once again of the importance of sponsoring Shioram to help Irgin Shirei Terra continue with Abotis Terra Durabim and putting ads in the journal in honor of one of the Abotis who's we'll you enjoyed it or for other good reasons and helping Shire Tera continue with Abotis Terra throughout the year. There are ad blanks uh, on the front table next to the CDs. CDs of tonight's show will be available shortly as you can. to